Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Jack River, and this is To Rebel in the Times. This episode was recorded on both Yuan and Bundjalung countries. I would like to pay my genuine respects to elders past, present and emerging and pay special respect to any First Nations listeners. This podcast is my chance to have a slow conversation with people who are shaking things up in their industries and making their own roadmap in uncharted territories to talk to them about how they're taking the more rebellious route in these really big times we're living in. One of these people is Keita Alexander. At the age of 23, Keita is a recording artist, surfer, and a really good friend of mine. But most importantly, she's also a mother to a little guy called Vali. Call me obnoxious, but Keita is one of the few young mothers I know making Australian pop music and talking about both things at the same time, being a mum and being an artist. It might not sound that complicated, but being a young woman in music myself, I've found that motherhood really isn't something that's talked about that often in our industry. Across the three years that Kate has been publicly releasing music, she has secured gold and platinum records, a global recording deal, a wonderfully large community of fans and listeners, and she's managed to do it all on her own terms and in her own time. What you're about to hear is a conversation Keita and I often have very privately, but we both feel the great importance of bringing it all into the light. Keita, my love, welcome to To Rebel in the Times, my experiment in making a podcast about people who are doing incredible things in their industry. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me, (laughs) Hall. So you're joining us from your garage and Vali's Uh upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, I've told him to be quiet, so hopefully that works. (laughs) So um, today we're going to be talking about motherhood and music and the incredible journey you've been through and the amazing things you do as a mother and a musician. Um, Can we start by chatting can you take us through a day in the life of Keita what is a typical day (laughs) (laughs) it's different to what it used to be that's for sure um it's very mum orientated to be honest but I will either be woken up like at 5 30 by Vali and I'll try and get him to stay in his room till seven because everyone likes to sleep in (laughs) doesn't always work and then getting breakfast and try and get outside during the day and if there's a spare five minutes or so trying to get 
um, on the piano or guitar and get creative, whether that's painting or any kind of creative, just journaling, writing, I try and get it in, do something for myself um, and my creativeness. So there's not much time to myself, especially now. Uh, but we're making it work and it's, yeah, <laughs> it's very Vali orientated. Vali's Vali's very lucky to have your days oriented around him. <laughs> when you're in cycle and doing interviews and um, releasing music, mm. um, you're also kind of weaving motherhood in and around what you're doing. Like I love how you said in an interview with Happy Mag, they asked you how you were and straight up you said, yeah, I'm on the couch breastfeeding Bali. And <laughs> you know, I can't like, even remember that. <laughs> oh, well, it was so awesome. Oh. It's quite uncommon to see musicians being so open about being a mum and just that beautiful reality. Is that like an active decision of yours to to say this is how it is, this is what I'm doing? Yeah, I think for me, I was never going to hide that I was a mum. Uh I just that just felt completely wrong to do and I know being a mum is different to being a musician they're like two different jobs really and I'm (laughs) you know I am pretty open about it but I don't think it was maybe it was a conscious decision in the fact that I was never going to hide it I was never going to pretend that I wasn't a mum in a sense um but yeah it being a mum is the most important thing to me out of everything. Oh, like, you know, being a mum and being a wife, they're the most important things to me. And um, music is a very close second. <laughs> but uh, it's very important that when I do, like you said, I'm in cycle, I really try and balance the two. Um, whether I'm doing promo or recording a, you know, a music video, I actually really quite like Viley to be there because in the off, you know, in the down moments, whether he's in the car coming with me to the different interviews and stuff, I can be with him and, you know, be his mum in those in-between moments. So that's really important to me. Yeah, well, I I, I guess, you know, you read that a lot of working mums say that their focus is so much sharper post having a child because the time that you're kind of on the job you're you're extremely focused I've actually never read that but that makes sense to me and I do feel that because you've almost got a shorter amount of time so you've got to be more switched on you don't have the luxury to be there until 3 a.m which I've done but do you know what I mean you've got someone at home waiting for you or you've got someone there on set that needs you you've got to be like perform your best you've got to give it your best you've got to be like all right next one let's do it and because you don't have the luxury of time to go again and um yeah I think that might contribute to that fact of sharpness (laughs) it's making me clucky thinking about being more productive (laughs) (laughs) you are already the most productive person I know you get so much shit done (laughs) Again and again, you've brought a very personal experience straight into the heart of your project, like with Hotel and Against the Water and now with your latest single, which has just been released called I Miss You, I'm Sorry. And I know, you know, many artists do this and we all put our personal stories into music, but um, I feel like your, your stories and your songs are especially personal. And is that something that you kind of naturally do or are you kind of compelled to tell such a personal story through your art 
Um, from the very beginning, when I started songwriting, I always thought I had to be in trauma to write good music. And I know that sounds pretty dark, but I suppose I've had quite a few, you can say dark moments in my life, (laughs) but I've always found that songwriting is my therapy in a sense of dissecting what's going on in my life and putting words you know pen to paper refining that exactly to how I feel it really when I do that and when I finally have the song that I'm in love with it really helps me process traumatic situations in my life for example with hotel I wrote that uh probably wrote a version of that song like a hundred different times and I could never express myself in the right way and I kept writing I was like no that's not the one I kept writing and that I believe you know those hundred songs that not a hundred that's dramatic but quite a few um really helped me refine exactly how I was feeling in those moments um and then I miss you I'm sorry that again is another very you know I feel like the lyrics say a lot and I don't, I actually don't want to say, you know, the exact situation of where it was birthed from, but I think everyone can relate in the sense of this song is about, you know, fucking up in relationships. And, you know, I just happened to realize in that moment that I needed to work on myself and become a better person. And I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't force the other person to change. To revel in the times is finding people who have, you know, rebelled against our society and culture in some way that I think is really incredible. Um, Motherhood and music. So Vali is three and a half years old now and you've released multiple singles across his lifetime that have gone gold and platinum. (laughs) Freak. And um, you've played festivals with Vali in tow and you've recorded – bringing Valley along you've traveled the world and in the name of one of your first singles you've done it all in your own way so (laughs) it wasn't long after you had signed an incredible deal with Mm. Atlantic Records um Mm. that you found out you were pregnant and um started the beautiful journey to becoming a mother (laughs) what were your if you could wind back what were your first kind of thoughts and feelings about motherhood and music and were you even worried about it? Um, well, my first ever emotion was obviously I was just so ecstatic um, to be pregnant, uh, <laughs> finding out. Second thought followed quickly of like, holy shit, how is this going to work? Um, and to be honest, throughout the whole pregnancy, I thought I was going to be the kind of mum who went straight back into work, um, who got straight back into it. I found a balance, you know, I don't know what that balance was going to be, but literally right up until the day before I gave birth, I was still brainstorming ways of like, how's this going to work? Like going straight back to music, going straight back to writing, going back overseas until um, I gave birth and I held him in my arms and like everything changed. I was like, oh my God, okay, you're my first priority. Um, and music's, I'm going to have to figure out how to do that eventually because there's so many moving parts now. Uh, and so I never thought I was going to be the mum that I've become. I thought I was going to be a really full on working mum. 
um, you know, which I still am, but I've found more of a balance, I would say. Uh, but yeah, look, I never really knew how it was going to work or how my, you know, like I said, my emotions and my feelings towards motherhood changed as soon as I gave birth. Um, so figuring out how to do it was impossible in a sense because it changed so quickly. And then from then I've really just had to take it step by step in what was going to work for my family and I and my music team and my music career. Yeah, and which is it, yeah. It's like, never been a straightforward answer and it still isn't. <laughs> yeah, and that's I mean that's why we're talking today is because you're mm. literally creating your own roadmap and yeah. your own career that I certainly haven't met, you know, I'm a musician, I'm 28 mm. and I haven't had many conversations about motherhood and music, especially, you know, pop mm. music or that yeah. kind of realm that we're sitting in and talking about. So like at that time and across, you know, the kind of earlier years, were there any other women in the industry or, or pathways that you could look to or was it pretty like, oh, oh my God? <laughs> yeah. So first feeling was like I felt pretty alone. There was no one in our field, our kind of level that, you know, in Australia that I could look to, I could ask, for, you know, advice for, from but I remember asking you, I was like, who can I like look up to? Who can <laughs> help me figure out this road, this journey that I'm on? I remember you were saying that group love, um, they're both in the band, they've had a kid. And I'm like, yeah, great. That's actually a really good example. I remember asking our friend Lisa Mitchell, I was like, can you think of anyone that I can look up to? Um, because obviously, you know, pop stars, Pink, Adele, who else, you know, a lot of Oh, freaking Justin Tim, like a lot of men in music can have kids quite easily because um, their wives, you know, are either at home or what, not maybe traveling with them. But in my situation, I was, I'm in love and I'm now married to Owen, who tours himself on a completely separate world tour. Um, and so, you know, he's by the beach in sunny locations and I'm, I live a city life. I'm like, how is this going to work? So, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, but Queen of the Stone Ages, they do it. Or <laughs> a lot of men, they were, you know, a lot of men examples. But for women, unless you're at the top and you can afford babysitter to travel, babysitters to travel with you. You got a sick private jet like Cardi B. Exactly. Exactly. Like I couldn't relate to that. And I'm like, well, I'm not at that level. I don't have that kind of money. How am I going to make this work? Or like thinking, okay, what friends can I have on the road possibly? Who can I support that would look after my child while I play? Or who could um, support me who might look <laughs> like it? But so totally. And they're really cool ideas that we should yeah. definitely explore in the future. Can we? Please? I know. But then, like, you know, friends that I possibly might be able to support on tour. I'd feel, I don't know, I'd feel this weird guilty thing of like they want to practice and have downtime before they play. They don't want to be on, you know, on kid duty looking after my kid right before they go on stage to work. So I was like, yeah. ah, 
But yeah. There's so many moving parts and there's so much to think about um, and I still haven't figured it out, but I'm just going step by step. I'm sorry if I got off topic there. But. No, that's all so <laughs> incredible. And okay. I feel like you're um, – you will be the role model for so many young musicians in Australia and across the world to to even know that it's possible to have a baby mm. and be a musician, yeah. which is such a strange um, occupation and a lot of people don't realise how much travelling and, um, yeah, travelling, late yeah. night, costs, um, yeah. leaving your family. We just don't talk yeah. about it that much and no. putting a baby in the mix is so next level. So, from, you know, for me, you've been such a huge inspiration in in being able to even talk about it with myself and mm. think that I can have children and have a career in music. So, yeah, yeah it's very special <laughs> and good. <laughs> and on the team... Um, conversation how like how comfortable do you think young men and women are in the music industry when it comes to talking about family with their professional teams and starting a family because I certainly haven't had many conversations with my team just yet and that Mm. you know I know it's like a two-way street I need to talk about it and they need to talk about it but yeah what could you say on this area do you think it's something we need to look at Yeah, to be honest, with my team, and I think with a lot of teams, this isn't a common thing that women in music um, have kids. Honestly, um, I feel like the only other person um, that I could relate to, but I don't know personally, is the lead singer of the middle kids. Um, Hannah. But really, yeah, yeah, there's not you know, our teams haven't even really been exposed to this. They don't really know how to approach women having children in this industry. Because it's Um, been such a taboo thing, right? Yeah, like an unspoken taboo because, yeah, you just – being a musician requires so much dedication and you're 100% attention. And anything else that might take away from that really can jeopardise your team's um, attention towards your project uh, because obviously, you know, they want to see you create good music, but we also need to make them money. And, um, you know, a lot of this does come back to money uh, and attention to detail as a musician. And and this is every job too, um, to a degree, you know, we need to be a hundred percent in it that, you know, the, the mold that is, society really is the current you have kind of system yeah the current system is you've got to be a hundred percent into what you're doing otherwise there's going to be someone younger with more attention than you who can take your job who can have that attention who can have that motivation not motivation that drive and that um you know crazy not work ethic but crazy you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. someone, if you're not giving your all, there's someone else with talent. There's someone else with that who can give, yeah. Of course. But, yeah, I think that this is the beautiful new ground that we're walking through, which is like what is the value of a mother sitting in the riding seat that has gone mm. through an experience that a younger woman or man 
has not been through. Like, I think that by, um, by excluding mothers from, you know, or, or anyone who's got something that keeps them out of a job for a certain amount of time, Mm. you're really discounting their, the value of their experience. And that might be far greater than someone without that experience. A hundred percent. Um, I think what I was trying to say is like, there's a mold and people are scared to experiment outside that mold with, you know, say mothers (laughs) because they know something works, but also there's other things that can work too. Um, And once you start exploring other options of what that looks like, maybe, you know, writing less, but waiting for inspiration to strike or touring in a more family friendly way or (laughs) taking a break when your window's open and opening your window again um, with another good song. I think there's just different ways and the more we explore it, the less scary it will be uh, to support women having children in this industry. Absolutely. So good. Does that make sense? Love it. Yes. So (laughs) fucking well articulated. Thank you. Okay, good. (laughs) Yes. So I think... This is another really interesting area that's applicable to all industries, which is like Mm. you need mothers in the room, you know, you need senior females in executive Mm. uh, positions to actually co-create that change of the norm with young mothers. Would you agree that? (laughs) Have you been, have you felt understood by, you know, mothers in your team? Oh, from mothers? No. Uh, Yeah, but... Oh God, like for example, you know, when I was telling my team uh, that I was pregnant, I had one woman who wasn't directly signed to me, but was invested in my project. Um, And, but like, I didn't need to tell her, like she was, do you know what I mean? She, I kind of told the group in a sense, and they were all men and to be honest they were all fathers <laughs> yeah um and the the lady that was on in the sense on my team you know she wasn't a mother at the time uh and I told everyone and I got hugely mixed responses to be honest um some that really shocked me uh and to my team's um kind of point of view that I believe they've never experienced you know, they've never had, oh, not that I know of, a mother, a new mum, <laughs> musician kind of, that they've had to work with. So, but, you know, it wasn't, it was only six months into my pregnancy that I got a call from the woman on my team and she said, uh, Keita, I'm so sorry I haven't called you sooner. She goes, this must be so scary for you, especially that you don't have any women to relate to (laughs) on your team. And, you know, she didn't have to call me, as I said, she wasn't directly on my team, but, um, invest in the project. And I said, thank you so much for calling me. This means so much to be able to talk to a woman who works in the industry is working with me, but yeah, it would have felt a lot safer for me to be able to discuss things with, um, because in a sense they can relate. I just don't know if I'm making a lot of sense. To be no, honest, like, it's Cole, all, you're it's, the you're really the only person I talk about this with. So um, <laughs> it's like you know me when we talk about this. I'm still trying to figure everything out. Trying to yeah, but that's like yeah. that's why we're having this conversation is so that 
some other young um, female musician or even male who's mm. entering into a family can yeah. start to kind of see a roadmap or, or you know, the yeah. industry that's listening um, might spark them to have a conversation with their artist to, to just say, hey, how can we fit your life a little better into your career or how can we create oh your career that into your life? Amazing. And, you know, it's taken me like quite a long time to have the confidence to put my lifestyle and my health first and move mm. from the city, get a dog. All of these mm. things were so big and scary for me because I felt like this constant pressure to put my career first before everything and it made me really unhappy and I having a kid has felt so like unknown to me until I talk Mm. about it with you and I know so many um female musicians even when they heard we were having this conversation like Lisa Mitchell um yeah she was like oh my god I'm so (laughs) I'm so keen to talk about this. Can you call me? (laughs) Like, you know, we all want to have the conversation, but we just haven't like created the space for it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I just really believe there's a space like you do that can be opened up for women who have fallen pregnant, um, who are just, you know, experiencing their bodies and what they're capable of in childbearing and more of an understanding that can be, uh, you know, appreciated by the industry. It's very unlikely you're going to have a, someone on your team who is a mum. <laughs> so yeah. to be able to have that space already there is quite unlikely. So for women these days, we, we have to open up that space ourselves. And I feel like it's taken me quite a few, you know, a few years for that space to slowly open up within my team, even for them to kind of have that understanding of like, okay, Keita's first priority is family. How are we going to work this into her career? And I feel really appreciative that that space is, I, I feel really starting to open up, um, you know, and for them and I, we're both, we're all trying to figure it out step by step now. Yeah, which is so exciting and imagine if this work that you've done with your team in understanding how to make it work like transforms the life of another young woman <sighs> who's going through the same thing, you know, next time at your label, yeah. you're kind of paving away in in your label here in Australia and probably in the States as well as to how mm. a label can um, work with an artist to do that. So that's cool. And thanks, whole for opening up the conversation just for us and because, you know, I probably would never have kind of gone out of my way because I'm not – I don't know, you've got all the right questions and I'm really grateful that you're opening up this space for us to have this conversation that might, you know, even though we have it quite regularly on the phone privately, now for this to be available for other women is really special. So thanks, Hull. Oh, no, thank you. And I I reckon it's such a really, you know, we've spoken about it many times. We could really work on some incredible simple resources for teams to talk about, um, yeah, yeah putting lifestyle into music a little more. Because totally. I'm going to need it in a few years, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so um, over over the last few years and even before that, you've – you've clearly embraced motherhood and your personal 
life on social media and, you know, giving people access to the reality of this journey. Um, And I think that we are really like the first generation that are seeing mothers of all different types we're, we're seeing their lives and they're talking about pregnancy and motherhood and, um, mm. you know, as women, we're talking about periods and hormones and stuff mm. like Grimes. I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, but she made a post about pregnancy describing it as a very feral and warlike <laughs> state of being. What? <laughs> um, I didn't see that. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And, you know, uh, we've, we've seen Beyonce's homecoming and Beyonce being, yeah. you know, and these are really like the first celebrities that are showing us what it is to be a mother and a celebrity and a human um and a human totally (laughs) (laughs) so um in that process of posting about your life are you doing that consciously um to to you know give a really real look at things like how do you Um, feel about that I never I think going back to the start of our conversation I never wanted to hide it and but now sharing that it's a conscious thing of like this is giving people an insight into the real me and you know as a woman in the industry I have been told that um that you want to be a woman that other women want to be and you want to be a woman who's desired by men and you know (laughs) but I think being a mum I can be those things still (laughs) doesn't have to be one one way to be that you know to be relatable or to be it's a weird kind of thing but I think normalizing you know motherhood in a sense um with in a work life balance is really crucial to this becoming a more talked about subject and I think for me sharing my life has been actually a real benefit for my career because I've been I've become more relatable in a sense um and the audience that I'm now connecting to is an audience that I really really appreciate because they appreciate who I am they're not appreciating a fake image of me of you know if you know what I mean I think a few people were a bit scared that that might jeopardize my career and my team um but it's actually, I feel, maybe done the opposite. It's really helped. Final big question. If you could change anything for the next generation of mothers and young women in music, what do you think you would change? If you're thinking back to when you started um, Mm. music, um, all the things you've been through, what's one thing that you might change? If I could control people, <laughs> no, if I could control people, what I would change is the industry having some kind of protocol, not protocol, it sounds too sterile, but like um, some kind of conversation that happens really early on with women and men in the industry about having a family and that they they support it. You know, maybe not every label or team would support it. But I don't know, but, you know, that conversation really on like we know you're young and we know you're going to have a really successful career and we want to support when you might want to have a a family so please when you you're thinking about it let us know let's have a conversation about it (laughs) like that two those two sentences I'd be like oh my god I feel safe to talk about this with my team so if I could you know if I was god and could control that (laughs) amazing 
Yes, so good. Mm. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this and I'm so excited. I've had a bazillion goosebumps and tears in my eyes and stuff. So thank you, Keita. Thank you, Holly. You're an incredible woman and I look up to you very much. So thank you for doing this for me and (laughs) other women that might be able to resonate with this. A huge thanks to Keita and thank you so much for listening to this conversation on To Revel in the Times. This one means a lot to me personally and professionally. It's something that so rarely gets talked about and not just in the music industry. I want to know what you think, whether or not you feel like you've got the guides to follow in your industry to make the right decisions, or even if the idea of parenthood feels like it's light years away for you because of your work. Join me at To Rebel in the Times Instagram, where we'll be continuing this conversation with other female musicians. Subscribe to To Rebel in the Times on any podcast player. And if you like what you hear, please leave me a review. I would love to hear from you. This podcast is made independently by Jack River with Jess Hamilton, Pete Covington and Unified Management. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.